When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, women racing to the altar. You don't understand what it is to be single for a long time. Some blame their biological clock. How long are you going to wait for Prince Charming to come along? Others want to please their peers. I right. feel the pressure. But are they choosing a life partner or making the mistake of their lives? There's a difference between lowering your standards and being more open-minded. Find out the right way to get that ring. I know things are tough out there, but we can do this. If it matters to you, that's what I want to talk about. Ten seconds to end. We love you. Well, thank you. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Fifth, ready, camera five. Three, take, track. Go, Dr. Phil. Let's do it. Now, you may have heard the study that said that women over the age of 35 are more likely to be struck by lightning than get married. And past 40, they're more likely to be killed by a terrorist than get married. Now, those numbers flipped out a whole lot of women. So are they true? Well, yes and no. The statistics show that chances do go down as a woman ages. But is it because the woman waits too long? Or do they just get too damn picky? Now, some experts and families say you need to settle a little in order to settle down. Okay, so let's hear what you think about this. And I want you to be real here. If you're in your 20s and your boyfriend packed on 40 pounds, would you stay with him? If you would, say yeah. If you would not, say no. no. Really? No. <laughs> Y'all oh, sit down. Everybody sit down. Uh, you're just going to have to calm down. If you're in your 30s and your boyfriend drinks too much, and by that I mean he blacks out, he gets a, <laughs> he gets a DUI, would you stay with him? No. No? Good. <laughs> if you're in, in your 40s and you want to get married and you just found out that your fiancé cheated... You're not married yet, but you are engaged. Would you get over it and keep walking? Yes. Or would you walk down the aisle? If he cheated on you while you were engaged, would you stay with him? No. Who said yes? You. Well, now, that's Sharon that's talking. She's 48. She's feeling the biological clock ticking away. And she wants to get married and have a child stat right now. Just wants to do it and do it. She says her family is scared that this dream wedding has her settling. Here's her story. Take a look. I met my fiance about eight months ago. I want to get married as soon as possible. I never thought that I would be 48 and just getting married and trying to have children. I definitely feel pressured by the biological clock. I think that women should start being more realistic as they approach 35. And as they approach 40, they should get really realistic. <laughs> I love fresh flowers, and so that's the most important thing to me at a wedding. It's like a fairy tale. 
fairy tale wedding, maybe not a fairy tale marriage. <laughs> Whatever. Prince Charming does not exist, but what exists is a man with issues and flaws. My fiance drinks too much. He has some attachment disorder issues. Sometimes he isn't that nice when he says certain things. Any man that you get is gonna have some kind of problem, some kind of issue. My family has never met him. They think they don't like him. It does hurt me that my family is not as supportive of my decision, but ultimately it's my choice. I don't care what anybody has to say. Dr. Phil, anybody, does Dr. Phil have a ticking biological clock? When he gets one, tell him to come and talk to me about it. Well, I got a biological clock, and I am going to come and talk to you about this. You have a biological clock? Yeah, I do. Since when? Well, mine's out of whack because I've been bald since I was 12. Oh, no. All right, no, have wait, a thank seat. You. Now, thank I just walked you up here. Yes, you're a gentleman. I appreciate that. Well, I thought maybe that would get it out of your system. What? Which part? The part of needing somebody to walk you down the aisle. <laughs> Dr. Phil, I'm 48. I'm, I'll be 49 in November. Okay. It's time. I mean, how long, much longer are we going to wait? What do you think is coming? Well, how did you get this far? I mean, you're being obviously picky, very attractive. You picky. obviously have Thank a good you. personality. I it. Sometimes. Um, yeah, I, we've just met, but so far. <laughs> okay. Um, but how did you make it to 48 and not be married yet? If, if, you, if this biological clock, you didn't just get this clock like this week, no. did you? Yeah, I didn't know. And that's what I wanted to say to other young women. I didn't know. I th I was a career woman. I was thinking about that. I used to be on TV and stuff. And so I was just thinking about that. So that was what I was focused on until I was 30. And then at 30, I said, okay, now I want to get married. And then okay, 35, that's, that's been 40. Yeah. Well, if you are this desperate to get married, how have you not trapped somebody or <laughs> gotten engaged okay, to somebody? Okay, don't You said you've been bald since you were 12. Uh, you... you know what? We spent capital on you. Look, I mean... How'd you make it 18 years? Well, I think I was too picky, and when I was in my 20s, I had so many people I could date and go out with. I never thought that it would be that way. So, but as you get 35, it starts to go down, and 40, it starts to go down. I still, I don't have a problem getting a date. That's not my problem. The problem is finding a marriage-minded man who will make the commitment and pull the trigger. The guys okay. that I was, that I got involved with, would not pull the trigger. It's time to settle. I'm 40. I'm almost 50 years old. I mean, how long are you going to sit around waiting for Prince Charming to come along? There's okay, not look, one. Look, I can remember 50. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Um, but you had a wife. You had sex every night or night, whatever. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You, that's not what I mean. You, you had a wife. You had someone to love you. <laughs> you had someone that's, you know. So it's different. We'll be right back. I don't care if you're 70, if you're marrying somebody with the idea that you're going to fix him. I didn't say that. Let you didn't me, hear me say that. Let me tell you. I didn't say you said it. Okay. I said if. Did you hear the if? I did hear that. Because you talk a lot and listen very little. You want to listen to what I'm saying. No. Monday, the Dr. Phil family drama continues. This is not your enemy here. More revelations. I was angry at her. I really snapped. More confessions. Would you live with him if he asked you to? Yeah. And it's all leading up. Have you thought about saying, quit putting me in jeopardy? To an emotional breakdown. I really do care about him, and it means a lot to me. That's not how you feel, is it? This is my little girl. It breaks my 
heart to know that her heart is breaking because of you. You don't understand what it is to be single ongoing for a long time. Lonely, sitting in front of the television, no one to plan things with, no one to go for it with. It, it's horrible. Yeah, but what's worse mm -hmm. is if you marry some guy that is a loser, and I haven't met this guy, so I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying you're saying that you're settling. Would you have married this guy in your 20s? No. Would you have married him in your 30s? Uh, probably not. Okay, so... But what's a loser, Dr. Phil? What, is there really a person who is a loser? I, I don't mean, know. Let's talk about it. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that. I think that everybody has redeemable qualities, black and white. There's no loser people. Well, hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me introduce April. She is a dating expert specialist, top of the game, uh, right here in L.A. What do you want to say? My question is, you want to have a child with this man? Yes. Would you go into business with him? Uh-huh. So this man who has issues, you want to bring a child into a marriage of this. So that's also teaching your child that it's okay. And let's also talk about the definition no, it's not of settling. Teaching, it's not teaching the child anything yet because we are doing, we're doing things to work on. Uh, we're doing therapy. We're doing this. We're doing all kinds of things to work on all of those issues mm -hmm. as we move toward having a child. I've never seen a woman marry a man and marry him for his potential for goodness. Well, okay. how old no, are you? On the other how side. Old you? How old are you? Sorry, I'm, Dr. Phil. Uh, yeah, you know what, on. Sharon, hold I'm 40 on. and I'm just walking down the aisle yeah, in 30 days. I'm almost and 50. And I did not settle. It's a little bit different. Okay, no, now, hold and on. You don't, you don't, wait, wait, I just want to say to her, you don't know what kind of problems your husband has after you get married. Yes, I do, sweetie. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, I don't want women to get the I'm impression sorry, that sure. they should settle because you right. don't have to settle. No, th th that's what you're I want to You're 40. Talk. Okay. <laughs> but let me tell you, I don't care if you're 70. If you're marrying somebody with the idea that you're going to fix him. I didn't say that. Let you didn't me, hear me say that. Let me tell you, I didn't say you said it. Okay. I said if. Did you hear the if? I did hear that. Because you talk a lot and listen very little. You want to listen to what I'm saying. No. That's not fair, Dr. Phil. I listened to you, and I answered from what you said. No, you didn't. I said if. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. If. If you are making the decision that you're going to marry somebody that you recognize is less than what you would have accepted earlier with the idea of fixing him, would that be a bad plan? Um, that would be a bad plan if that was what you were doing. Okay. I never said that. So does this guy that you are getting ready to hook up with need fixing? We all need fixing, Dr. Phil. Is he an alcoholic? He is. Is he abusive? Do, do, they, do, they, um, do they deserve love? Is he abusive? I plead the fifth on that. Is he, does he have attachment disorder? He has attachment disorder. Okay, do you know what attachment disorder is? I certainly is? do. I've read all about it. Tell me about it. An attachment disorder, he's adopted. And so an attachment disorder is where he did not bond properly to the primary caregiver. What I am concerned about mm -hmm. is that you are going to be in over your head from the get-go. Adult males mm -hmm. with attachment disorder oftentimes have a borderline personality. True. Or they have narcissism. That's true. Or they have dependent personalities. They have antisocial, uh, sociopathic adjustments. These are people that have a real difficult time forming a bond and a relationship with somebody in a sustainable way. That's true. And take it from a professional, this is not for amateurs. This isn't something that you can love him out of. It's not something where you can say, okay, you get three DUIs and you don't get to go out anymore. 
I mean, these are things that can get real ugly real fast. And it has gotten real ugly. But does he not deserve love because of it? Does he not deserve to be married or have a person who loves him because of that? He deserves to be loved. He deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. He deserves to have the kind of care and therapeutic intervention that would give him a chance to get traction in his life. He deserves to be forgiven for all of the horrible things that he's done in his life. But that doesn't mean that he deserves for you to marry him and have a baby because you are desperate. I'm not. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, it's not just because I'm desperate. I love him. I care for him. We are, we are moving forward together. It's not just because I'm desperate and I picked him. Because I could go get anybody off the street and pick them. That's not what happened. I promise you, we could go out here on Melrose and stop a car. Mm -hmm. And your chances of success would be better with the first person we stopped in that car within the person. And are you God? <laughs> All right, Dr. Phil, are you God? And can you see in the future and say that's exactly so? There are many people that get healed, delivered. Things change for them in their lives. There are people who were alcoholics who are no more. That's why they go to AA and they've been sober for 15 years. Let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, next we're going to talk to a group of men and they're going to reveal what they're really thinking when they smell desperation on a date. Not to say that you're an example of, of desperation. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I personally think you have declared yourself as desperate no. in every word except desperate, but I'll leave that to our discussion dates, when Phil. we come back. I'll bet you do. And I wish you would glom on to one of them besides, <laughs> we'll be right back. Dr. Phil, men tell us they can practically hear the biological clock ticking and smell the desperation on women of a certain age. So today, I'm going to make all the desperate dating mistakes at once. It's like tick-tock, tick-tock, and yeah. then it gets really ticking. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Oh, really? talking about whether or not there comes a point in a woman's life when she is racing to the altar, rushing down the aisle and making compromises along the way. Now, no matter what you call it, today's guests say that they're either trying to get married or they're feeling the pressure to say, I do. It's either because of a life situation or the clock is ticking. Now, what goes through a man's mind when he hears a woman on a first date talking marriage and kids. Now, we followed one woman as she went out on a date at Vinotech, a wine bar here in Los Angeles, and made, well, just blunders. They're just blunders. Take a look. All right, cut the music. I know I'm single, but I do want to get married, and I do want to have kids. So let's see if any of these guys feel the same way. Hey, how's it going? I'm Stephanie. I'm David. Nice David, to meet you. David, nice to meet you. Sit down. Thanks. I come from a really big family, so I'm like totally dying to have kids. I mean, okay. it's TikTok. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> it's my clock. That's right. That's right. I am ready to settle down. Excellent. And I am looking okay. for the one. The one. Like the one. All right. Okay. What's the trajectory? Two years? I'm thinking one? like by New Year's. It would be so neat to have <laughs> Really? We will lock it down. It'll be... Really good. Locking the keyword. Yes. Women are a little crazy. 
not, don't mean anything. <laughs> She's very direct, open, very honest, knows what she wants, knows sort of when. I, I should probably tell you that I am very ready to get married. Okay. That is my main goal. Mm -hmm. I'm really ready to have kids okay. soon. Okay. Um, it's like tick tock, tick tock. And yeah. like it's really ticking. Sure. Yeah. You said that. My heart started beating fast. I started to sweat. Am I the right husband material? Well, I don't know. You tell me. Do I make enough money? Do I have enough hair? Do you want to have kids with a ball cap? You know, it's things like that. You know, I'm just an average American girl looking mm -hmm. for the, the dream, and I've yeah. got the rest of it, and the only thing missing is the husband and the babies. It's kind of crazy. Um, she's really charming and really sweet and comes on like a Mack truck, just right out of the gate. Wow. Are you looking for dating or marriage or? We'd all like to eventually be with that person uh, for the rest of your life. Okay. And kind of ride off into the sunset together. Oh, I'm I'm ready right now. Like uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to ride off into the sunset, get married. Yeah. Like right now. And wow. I'm, yeah. Clock's ticking, isn't it? It is. Oh boy. I mean, speaking of marriage on a first meeting is kind of interesting. It's actually a little bit scary. <laughs> I know what I like when I see it, and I go for it. I'm like ready to get married. I am ready. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want kids like yesterday. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. What's your last name? Snowden. Snowden. Yeah. That's a cool last name. It's, it's so like cool. Stephanie Snowden. Stephanie Snowden. That's sweet, <gasps> right? I'm sold. Stephanie. Already? I'm sold. Stephanie. Oh! Well, Stephanie is single, but she is actually one of our staff members here. Uh, she says she never says on a first date that she wants marriage and kids, so I just don't want to scare off the rest of the world. So, Stephanie... Uh, you really got into the role, though. They were such good sports. I, I, I totally expected them to be on less polite behavior with the crazy that I was throwing at them, but they, that was hysterical. You got real nervous. Yeah, I, yeah, I was real nervous. <laughs> I, was, I was fighting the, the fear of it all. It was, uh, that, was, that was intense, man. It was a freight train coming at you. <laughs> you were looking for the door. Yeah, I was, I was looking for some reason and some calm, you know. So... Is there any theory under which you would date someone that said that to you? <laughs> Again, I think, I think I would. I would at least attempt a second date. Really? Only, only because, you know, we didn't get to know each other. Like, I think I would attempt a second date yeah, maybe with, the, with the parameters being we're going to try and get to know each other over a meal for more than 10 minutes. Yeah. And that we probably won't be getting married that night. Well, that's, that's very open-minded. Michael, would you date someone that was saying it to you? No. No, I, I would not. But not because I, I was afraid, which I was, but because I don't, I don't think it would be fair. Like, if she sees me and is ready to marry me, bless her, that, that's great. But if I'm not feeling the same way right out of the gate, I don't want to waste her time. Yeah. Alex, how scared were you? Uh, I was pretty scared. <laughs> yeah, I was scared. Was... You got down on your knee. Yeah, but I was joking. Of course you were. <laughs> I, was, I was joking. Which I thought was a good yeah, idea. Yeah. Just I, meet outrageous with outrageous. It just, it kind of fit. I, I kind of felt like I was being punked anyway. So yeah. you know, I was kind of running So with you that. just did some punking. 
Just a little bit. Just yeah. repump. Oh, I loved know, it. It was my back. favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I knew you weren't serious, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But now, one of the women from the TV series Southern Bells is here to reveal her struggle to deal with her fiancé cheating on her. Now, she says she forgave once, but not twice. Uh, tell me what happened. Um, my fiancé moved from Pennsylvania to Louisville, Kentucky to plan our life together. So we lived together and talked marriage and got engaged. And he went off, cheated on me. I found out. I took him back because we were so far along in the wedding planning process. And I was really nervous to, to let go of what I thought was a perfect situation. And then he went and cheated on me again right after my mother died. And I said goodbye. Would that cross the line for you? Um... After your mother died, that would be crossing the line, but she's younger, so she should dump him. Have you been cheated on by this guy? That's none of your business. You know what, Dr. Phil? People cheat on people. People in people's marriages, everybody doesn't talk about what happens, but people go through all kinds of stuff. If this guy or a guy that you were serious about now cheated on you, would the biological clock override that. I don't think that cheating is necessarily a reason to not be I'm with not him, right? sharing my guy. I know that. No, I'm so, not saying you're young, and I understand that. If I'm 50 but what if he has sexual single, addiction? I'm not sharing my guy. What if he has guy? a sexual addiction? Uh, well, then he needs to go get a therapist. Most women share their guys anyway. We're going to hear what Trey's ex-fiance has to say about this. We'll be right back. You guys are idealistic about what real life is. Do you sit down and talk to people who are actually married I've with all the different things that they go through? I've with there is no idealistic well, of course type there of thing. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Honey, will you marry me? We got our date at Mar a Lago that we wanted. Yes, I know. Jeff and I were going through a rough patch, and he was sort of disappearing on me. I knew I was being lied to. The two biggest surprises in my entire life both happened in the same week. My fiance cheated on me, my mom died. My mother and my best friend. Well, that was Shay, one of the women who appeared on the reality show Southern Bells Louisville, uh, a series that airs on Soapnet. Now, as she was planning her wedding, she says that her fiance cheated. And then you say he cheated a second time. I took him back and tried to get over it the first time. All right. Now, we contacted uh, Shay's ex-fiance, Jeff, to get his side of the story, and he gave us a statement. Here's what he said, and then you can respond to this. Uh, he says, and I quote, The events which Shay has portrayed surrounding our breakup are a gross misstatement of the events 
which actually occurred. Any accusation of infidelity as the cause of our relationship ending is wholly inaccurate. I hope she will take responsibility for her own actions, and I'm glad to see that she is seeking professional help. He, um, yeah, I got a lot of text messages yesterday after the Dr. Phil show contacted him. But yeah. most men cheat, so what are you going to do when you get to guy number two, number three, well, number three, and they cheat I'm too? Get First off, that's statement. not true, by the way. Okay. But we're also talking about most people, when, when they are cheating, it's because they made a choice. You know, I always call it your diving board. We can't all sit around as women or men and be victimized by people cheating or lying. It's your choice. But it's so, this you is as a real woman have life, to keep your eyes and ears open at you, all you times. You guys are idealistic about what real life is. Do you sit down and talk to people who are actually married I've worked with all the different things that they go through I've worked when with people have been married for a long time and what they go through? Okay. There is no idealistic Well, of course there of isn't. But let me ask you, you're 30 and, and she's 48, but you're saying at 30 you feel pressure to get married. I don't, I, I think that there's, it, it's on your mind. I am not going to react because I feel the pressure. I right. feel the pressure, and especially in the South, you feel the pressure. You know, my father wants grandkids, and, and all my friends are married, but quite frankly, now I'm seeing kind of the first wave of everyone getting divorced, and I'm starting to think, mm -hmm. okay, wait a minute, I might hold off for a little bit. And after what happened to me, I need to get to know the person a lot longer. But going back to that statement of gross misre misrepresentation, <clears throat> I think that guys that are cheaters have a problem owning it. They think that if you're having a problem in your relationship, it's okay to cheat because you're in an argument. And that to me, I mean, I don't know. I think that's cheating regardless. And it's wrong, I agree. <clears throat> I totally get the reality of you saying that one of the definitions of what you want your life to be is to have a child and be a mother. And I totally get that. And I totally respect that. And I also recognize that at 48, that that window is, is rapidly closing. Um, or may have closed, I don't know. Or may have already. But what I'm saying is if that need is like a toothache and it causes you to become so tunnel vision focused on that, that you make decisions in other parts of your life that a year into the mission, you're saying you don't want your child to have a number for a father. Right. Through my artificial going, insemination. Going through some type of artificial insemination. It might be that that number for a father would not introduce negatives into a situation that a compromised choice as a husband might. I don't know this guy. Right. I, I don't know. I haven't even said his name. Right, right, right. Um, I, I know things about him mm -hmm. that, you've, that, that you have shared that cause me uh, to say that this is a high-risk scenario for you. Yeah. And the idea that a woman is going to change a man and fashion him into something healthy when he's not is a naive belief. Next, we're going to talk to a woman who says she is proud to be picky and a man who says women would get married sooner if they stopped being so set in their ways and expecting too much. We'll be right back. Monday, the Dr. Phil family drama continues, and it's all leading up to an emotional breakdown. I really do care about him, and it means a lot to me. That's not how you feel, is it? It breaks my heart to know that her heart is breaking because of you. Closed captioning provided by...
would like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. Hello, Dr. Phil. My name is Linda. I'm 48 years old. I'm a divorced woman of 13 and a half years now, no children. And basically, I'm a career woman. I feel like I've accomplished so much in my life, but now I really want to be married. I do have standards. I have definite must-haves in who I'm looking for. Number one, a man who's a practicing Christian. A man who knows the importance of health and fitness. Also, they need to be successful. I don't see myself lowering those standards. My biggest fear, Dr. Phil, is that I will grow old being alone. That is my biggest fear. Well, experts say that women's market value does decline as they age, and that's based on the fact that their frequency of finding someone willing to make a commitment goes down. Now, whether you agree with this statement or not, some women are resorting to settling, in my opinion, too much, or struggling with never having their dream wedding come true. Now, Shay is from the series Southern Bells, Louisville, and says that women from the South do feel extra pressure to get married. Now, also with us is Linda, who says she wants all of this, but will not settle. She's 48, uh, as is Sharon, who we were talking to earlier, says she wants a man right now, but not just any man. Uh, true? That is absolutely correct. Okay, are you, are you gonna close yourself out of uh, opportunity for a, a meaningful relationship by being too rigid in your standards? Probably not. I'll always look at the situation. The man, every man is different. And depending upon um, how he is, his, his passions, and I mean, there's just so much to take in before I would ever make a decision. But those must-haves that I said on the video, those are definitely keepers, and I could not steer. Yeah, there are some must-haves, and, and one of yours was violated, right? Because uh, you I said you're not going to share. No, I'm not sharing anyone. No. No. Yeah. And, and I don't think anyone should huge. have to share. A man needs to be ethical and moral, definitely. I mean, I would have, I wouldn't have loaned back after the first time. Right, and yeah. I, I really was surprised that I did, and I think it was because of the pressures of being engaged mm -hmm. and living in the South, and, you know, you just want everything to be perfect. Now, let's add a man's perspective to this. Alan is a successful lawyer, and he wants, that's right, wants to get married and have children, uh, but he still cannot find a woman to settle down with because he says they're just too set in their ways. Okay. Now, Alan, where are you? I'm right here. All right. Uh, what do you mean setting their way? What, do you, what turns you off? What do you, what do you get to and you hit and you go, wow, that's a deal breaker? Well, I think a lot of women have a lot of ambivalence when they get into their 30s, into their 30s, well into their 30s. And they say one thing, that they really want to settle down. Um, but a lot of times, they don't act in the way that would suggest that they really do. And I think you have to be in a situation where you grow together to love each other. Exactly. And you also are interested in the same values. And that, you know, starts from the outset. So you're how old? 47. 47. And you want to get married. I do. And you want to have kids. Yes, I do. Have you met Sharon? <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, I'm engaged. <laughs> I'm engaged. I'm saying. Well, uh, Thank, thanks, 
saying? Thankfully, she's engaged. Um, but, hey, hey, no, hey. No, no, no that's why you don't have a woman. Because no, you no, insulted I'm, me. I'm not insulting you. And I'm, I'm a good saying, woman. I no, stand by my man. I'm just kidding. He's kidding. Well, he insulted kidding. me. No, he I'm didn't. not insulting He's you. I'm just kidding. I'm, okay. I'm happy for you. And, and really, because I think there are all different kinds of people. There are extremes. I'm not looking for the extreme. I'm just looking for mainstream. And I think that someone um, who is interested in what I'm interested in and is willing to do the work to get there. Well, you say women can be flaky and they chicken out on what it really takes to have a healthy relationship. What do you mean by that? I mean, I think women want to know this. They want to hear. I mean, here's a guy that's willing to do the deal. Well, I think sometimes um, they don't follow up on situations in order to move to the next step. Um, the internet dating thing, for instance, I think it allows people to just play the field. You become a career single person. And as you get older, I think people become comfortable with that. And I don't think you can. I think you really need to focus in on one person, focus in on getting to know them, and really realizing but you're your dreams. 47, you're 47 and you're a man. You have a lot more choices than we do. Your biological clock is not tick ticking. You should be able to find a woman. You may have some commitment issues because you should be able to find a woman. It's much easier for men to find women than women to find men. Can I say yeah. that? Um, you know, one of the yeah, he's not, yeah, one really. It's one easier, of, for, it's easier of, for a man to find women than women to find men. I feel like I'm in court and I can't get a word in edgewise. Um, what Just I'd like object to say, though, and I'll I, sustain it and then you can say what you want to say. Thank you. I'll, I'll proceed. Um, one of the things that I... <laughs> One of the frustrating things for me has been that I've been in long-term relationships, a number of them, and they've been great. We've had a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed them. We've done a lot of things that um, we both like to do. And then it gets to the point where we need to make the decision and move on to the next level. And that's been really the problem where the woman has seemed to be just wonderful, yet when it comes down to it, you know, maybe there's a little fear, a little insecurity, and maybe they really don't want to have kids as much as they say they do, and that's yeah. been a problem. Well, now, I want to ask April about this. April Byer, we met her in segment one just real briefly. She's a dating coach, and she's founder of Byer & Company, which is a personal matchmaking and relationship consulting firm. Now, April says the women she works with are more judgmental and inflexible than the men. You, you see what Alan's saying, right? I do, actually. I think there's a lot of women that are exhibiting behavior that is contradictory to wanting to get married. There's a way to figure this out early on. You don't have to get to the aisle. You don't have to get to engagement. You can pretty much figure this out in about three to four or five weeks if you're really looking, being honest with yourself, and engaging with this person at that deeper level. Robin, how long did we date before we got married? Oh, what? we dated three years before Th we were married. Three years? Yeah. <laughs> how long did we date before you decided we were getting married? About three days. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even three hours. <laughs> yeah, because I think, didn't you bring it up real early on? You know, we go back and forth about this because, uh, no, you say I did, but I did not. I did not. You say on our first date I took him by a church and ask him how I felt about marriage. I did not do that. We were walking through the neighborhood and we walked by a church and you said, oh, a church. That was how not on our first date. How do you feel about date. getting married? No, but not on our first date. It was like our third date. I think that was our first date. Yes. 
right, well, throughout the show, two audience members have been tweeting their opinions via Twitter. Uh, Chris is an online dating columnist, and Karen is a social uh, media marketing consultant. We're going to find out what they've been tweeting when we come back. We'll be right back. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by... 80% of us don't get enough calcium from food. Our bodies can steal it from our bones. Give yourself some TLC, Tender Loving Caltrate, and give TLC to somebody you love. Travel consideration provided by... In my kitchen, I want only the best in taste. Eggland's best. I love Eggland's best because of all the great nutrition. That's why they're the only eggs I give to my son, the chef. Eggland's best, the better egg. Everybody, we are back for season eight. So if you want to be in the audience and you're in the Los Angeles area, then come join us because we have a lot of fun here, right? All right. Call 323-461-PHIL, 323-461-7445, or email us at drphil.com. Well, we're back and we're talking about do you compromise at some point in your life? Because, there, look... There are pressures. If, if the biological clock is ticking, and that, that's a term we use, but the fact is that women's ability uh, to conceive diminishes across time with age. And so there is a real pressure there, but does that outweigh good judgment and good selection? And I, I think if it does, you just pay later. It's like pay me now or pay me later. And I don't believe that you wait for Mr. or Ms. Perfect. I just don't think you do that. I'm one of those people that believes that you get an 80% candidate and you work on growing the other 20% so long as that 20% aren't the deal breakers, as long as those aren't the things like fidelity or commitment, things that you have to have. Now, Chris and Karen have been tweeting away uh, on Twitter uh, let's look at Karen's page first. Uh, let's see. Thank you. Next guest says no cheating. Deal breaker. Not sharing and she shouldn't have to. Okay. So you agree with that, I assume. I absolutely agree with that, especially if it's one of your must-haves. Um, that is absolutely non-negotiable. And good for you for knowing you couldn't live with that unbroken rule in your, or that broken rule in your life. You deserve yeah. more than that. Let's take a look at Chris's page and see what uh, he's been saying here. We're going to freeze this. Melrose drivers <laughs> beware. Okay. <laughs> That's <funny. laughs> We're not. <laughs> All right. We got a thumb smart aleck in there. <laughs> No, I, I totally get. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and Sharon, let me ask you: Do you make a risk-reward analysis in your thinking about? You know, there are risks to the the person that you're engaged to. Right. You, you know there are risks because you're you're sure. buying into existing chronic long-term pathology. Yes. Um, and. The psychological and psychiatric profession is likely to tell you that even a professional intervention into some of these areas would not predict a, a good outcome. In fact, sociopaths, for example, 
if that's what you're dealing with, and who knows, but they actually don't tend to get better with therapy. Sometimes they tend to get worse because what they do is learn what it is people want to hear. Right. And so they become good con men on that front. Right. Are you concerned that a year into it or two years into it, you might have a liability on your hands that where you might have been better to take alternative measures to get pregnant? I mean, well, we, I mean, it's a day-by-day -day thing. I mean, how do we know what's coming in the future? And as strong, independent women, we've got to set some standards. And if you put your hands on me, if you cheat on me, you know, you're gone. Well, when you get married, when you get married, if your husband never cheats on you ever, men cheat. Some of them cheat. Not all the time. Not all men cheat. But a lot of men cheat. So if you think that you're going to find the only one in America or the only ten in America that don't cheat, you're in denial. What you want to say? It's a lot of us regular guys that are not, that we're getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's us regular guys that, like, yeah, yeah. if you were dating cheat. one of the regular yeah. guys, I well, know a bunch of regular guys that would never cheat. Okay, hold on, let somebody else talk. A lot of regular guys, but the dynamic is like that you're not interested because of there's like so many options, so many good looking people that the good looking people, the gorgeous people are the ones that, you know, the women go after. And you got these regular guys you know, I'm that, gorgeous. You, <laughs> that you know are, are willing to commit. I did want a guy that was over six foot. I did want a guy that looked a certain way. And now, as long as I have the chemistry. I'm single. You know what? I'm 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 open. I'm open-minded. Would you marry somebody black or a different color? Yes, I would. You know, and I I have. All those, I'm not lowering my standards. I'm just being more open-minded as to who I would well, and, date. And there is a difference between lowering your standards and being more open-minded because really the, the old saying that nice guys finish last, kind of the, the ordinary guys that, that don't pop, may in fact be the, the real stayers, the real mm -hmm. people that can bring some, some serious values to a relationship. And you've got to be flexible. We'll be right back. what I said on the show, but to find out what I said after the show, visit DrPhil.com and click on Dr. Phil Uncensored. Well, listen, I, I want to thank all of my guests today, including dating coach April Beyer. I'm going to put a link to her on the website so you can find it. The reality series Southern Bells Louisville airs on SoapNet. So I, I hope, I think people will find that interesting. I haven't said anything to influence you in any way, correct? No, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And actually, this show, she's 29 years old. Her biological clock's not really ticking. She doesn't want to have children. I'm really the only person who that's a, a real thing for. So they don't even understand where I am. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. One, one last question, and then we, then we have to go. I liked you, though, Dr. Phil. Yeah, well, I like you, too. I think you're very <laughs> um, engaging. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any sense of responsibility for what kind of father you provide for this child you want to have? I certainly think about that. I certainly think, I certainly think about that, and that's why we are um, engaged in getting the therapy and doing the things that we're doing, and he wants to too. He has conflict. He's not a sociopath. He has conflict. We've talked to people. 
But at the same time, I mean, you know, I love him, and we're going we're, we'll work it out one, one day at a time. Well, I, I wish you the best, and Thank I you. hope you'll watch this show several times, and maybe you'll find a little something here or there. No. April, I'm going to ask you to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, talk with Alan backstage, give him a couple little tips of how to ferret some of this out a Absolutely. little quicker. Chris, are you single, by the way? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Really? Thank you, too. And, uh, <laughs> maybe you can meet Shay backstage and uh, <laughs> y'all can chat a bit. Thanks for being here. So long. I said on the show, but to find out what I said after the show, visit drphil.com and click on Dr. Phil Uncensored. Well, listen, I, I want to thank all of my guests today, including dating coach April Beyer. I'm going to put a link to her on the website so you can find it. The reality series Southern Bells Louisville airs on SoapNet. So I, I hope, I think people will find that interesting. I haven't said anything to influence you in any way, correct? No, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And actually, this show, she's 29 years old. Her biological clock's not really ticking. She doesn't want to have children. I'm really the only person who that's a, a real thing for. So they don't even understand where I am. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. One, one last question, and then we, then we have to go. I liked you, though, Dr. Phil. Yeah, well, I like you, too. I think you're very <laughs> um, engaging. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any sense of responsibility for what kind of father you provide for this child you want to have? I certainly think about that. I certainly think, I certainly think about that, and that's why we are um, engaged in getting the therapy and doing the things that we're doing, and he wants to too. He has conflict. He's not a sociopath. He has conflict. We've talked to people. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I love him, and we're going, we're, we'll work it out one, one day at a time. Well, I, I wish you the best, and Thank I you. hope you'll watch this show several times, and maybe you'll find a little something here or there. No. April, I'm going to ask you to uh, uh, talk with Alan backstage, give him a couple little tips of how to ferret some of this out Absolutely. a little quicker. Chris, are you single, by the way? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Really? Thank you, too. And, uh, maybe you can meet Shay backstage and uh, y'all can chat a bit. Thanks for being here. So long.